Hi, and welcome to ProPrac. I'm Kira Brickyarek. And I'm Nicole Breeden. You're listening to How Are You Today? A spin-off series where we call an artist and check in with how coronavirus is affecting them and ask them to share their worries and their hopes for the future. Hello. Hi, Stephen. It's Kira and Nicole. Hey. Hi. Hi, Kira and Nicole. <laughs> Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you today? Oh, look, I'm pretty good, thank you. Um, you've caught me on a good day. Uh, yes, you know, sun's shining and, uh, I don't know, I, I tend to kind of start off the days pretty positive at the moment <laughs> and then sort of cycle into anxiety and despair later in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're not waking up with it. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Depending on how much, you know, news media and social media I've, like, consumed. Yeah. can definitely Mm. relate to that. I'm just wondering if you could share with us if you have been affected by COVID-19, either personally or in your practice, professionally, in any way? Um, I guess, well, yes, in in that I suppose everyone has. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't really been... Uh, particularly um, affected in terms of my practice, I suppose. Um, but I guess, I guess, day to day life has shifted considerably. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so um, I've actually just finished a very kind of intensive period of teaching. Um, which is what I do for a living, mm-hmm. um, a sessional lecturer and tutor. And, uh, you know, things kind of went a bit kind of crazy in the university sector. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I was very fortunate um, to have plenty of work. You know, many people, of course, lost work and... Um, uh, or, you know, were put in quite difficult circumstances. Um, but for me, I had a lot of work and then sort of um, had to work out how to manage that with doing homeschool half the week, um, which um, was, you know, intensive, but um, but also, you know, very kind of rewarding. Um, in some ways, frustrating in others. And uh, yeah, so I guess my practice has mainly been on hold um, for that reason, but but then that's not unusual for me. I tend to work, you know, in um, phases or um, stops and starts, depending on where I can fit projects in and um, have deadlines falling and things like that, and I didn't really have much um, sort of lined up for this year in that regard. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I do have a couple of collaborative projects that um, I suppose were kind of slowed down or um, altered a little bit, but uh, but in a way, they all this particular project that I'm involved in, which is about starting a union for visual artists, 
Oh, cool. um, really needed to, obviously, it's not something that can just kind of sail on in light of circumstances, but is, you know, completely altered and perhaps and um, has to be sort of responsive to the way things are changing. Yeah. Uh, I'm so interested to hear yeah, more about exciting. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm wondering if we could just touch on for a moment how um, your students adapted to um, having to start learning remotely and um, how you think that might have impacted their uh, progress in any way, not yeah. being able to be in the studio. Yeah, it's interesting. So I, I teach a range of different students. The main cohort of students I teach are in a, a Master's of Design, which is 80 or 90% international students. Uh, a number of them studied remotely um, because they were locked out of the country. Uh, the larger chunk uh, were here in Australia, but um, yeah, having to also study online, obviously. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, many of them face quite a challenge um, because the, you know, the remote sort of style of learning, well, you know, <laughs> it's weak <laughs> in many ways or, or you know, um, it's not the same as, as face-to-face in, in many ways. Um, and for students with, you know, who are learning in, you know, a second language um, and possibly engaged in a Western university for the first time where, you know, the particular types of expectations and styles and often unspoken protocols and things, you know, um, it, it's always a challenge anyway for those students. Uh, and I think this really accentuated that. I have also I teach other local students who, you know, in their first semester of studies, and I think that was quite interesting, you know. <laughs> Personally, I think I'd be massively confused if I began my degree, first degree, yeah, totally. as, you know, what, 18, 19-year-old, and, <laughs> and it's all online, you know, <laughs> and you're having to cope with kind of like, have a conversation with a bunch of people you don't know, maybe 18, 20 other students in a Zoom room. Yeah. <laughs> awkward. Um, totally awkward. Um, so, yeah, it was it was certainly strange and I think some students really struggled. And um, But then also it, it did kind of become normalised after a couple of months and, uh, you know, it's like here we are back in the Zoom, and this is what we do now. And <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting how quickly people do adapt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, has your routine changed at all while you've been in lockdown, and now as we kind of emerge out of isolation? Yeah, in some ways, but in others, not. I guess um, not having to get myself out to Caulfield several times a week has made a big difference and and yeah that I mean during the homeschooling period and yeah I guess the kind of um stricter sort of social distancing measures I sort of felt like I never left the house and it was this intensely um 
focused period where I was either like on my computer working or on another computer trying to get my son to do <laughs> some lessons <laughs> or playing with him. And of course, you know, we didn't go out and see anyone. So, yeah. So it was just like a lot of really, in, you know, and it was beautiful, but also kind of quite different. It felt quite isolated, like just playing with him and, and he kind of, uh, at, at first at least, was really missing school and sort of the social um, connection with other people. So for that reason, he wanted a lot of attention. So it was really like every minute, you know, <laughs> I had to be involved in every single thing sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of like, um, you know, a journey. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's like we kind of got into the rhythm and um, got a lot out of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I've been feeling like each week is such a different um, kind of, has a different feeling about it. Mm, and when I flavor. Yeah, reflect on um, where we were even just a month ago, it just feels so yeah. different to now. Yeah, that's right. I guess things are changing quite quickly. Yeah. This is a bit of a big question, but we're wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing if there's anything you're currently worried about. You know, I guess there was a lot of anxiety, you know, broadly um, over the last few months. And uh, it's sort of hard to know how to feel now that mm. things are in some ways um, feeling less ominous, uh, at least in terms of, you know, the virus's kind of current impact here. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, as we just said, things are changing very quickly and, uh, uh, it's sort of now this sort of open question or, or people, it's like people are sort of weighing what's going to, to see what's going to happen next, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess both in terms of the virus and in terms of, um, the Black Lives Matter, uh, movement, um, uh, and also, of course, like what what the sort of state, I'm sorry, the federal government will kind of do in light of trying to open things up and um, restrict the sort of safety net that's been um, kind of laid out in response and so on. So, yeah, I, I kind of feel quite, yeah, like I'm sort of just waiting. <laughs> I don't know whether to feel anxious or um, or, or the, you know, we should be kind of trying to take some sort of action or, or what. It's um, quite unclear. On the flip side of that, what are you hopeful for at the moment? Well, I think, um, you know, across a, a bunch of different um, contexts and communities, there, there has been a lot of, like, a sense of um, people trying to support each other and look out for each other and... Um, work together, um, you know, share experience and knowledge and so on. And that, you know, I think that's been quite a hopeful thing to watch. Um, you know, I guess I'm thinking on the level of the arts sector, of course, um, uh, um, but also just seeing people kind of 
form initiatives to sort of support each other locally um, uh, and in the university. And so I guess I'm kind of hopeful that, yeah, this sort of jolt will change kind of circumstances um, will really prompt that to continue. I mean, like, just to take the university example, like, in my experience of being a sessional teacher, everyone I kind of work with seems very isolated and um, uh, both in just their kind of day-to-day -day, um, practice of teaching, but also but also just having a, a sense of like, uh, you know, um, there being a kind of community or a conversation about, um, you know, those the conditions that surround that. So I guess, yeah, I guess I'm hopeful that that those conversations that have now been started or really been prompted by the situation will continue, and 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 there will be kind of tighter um uh, uh you know stronger sort of networks of people working in different uh places well, we might wrap it up there but uh before we go do you have a public instagram or website that you are happy to share for our audience to be able to follow what you're working on and doing you can find me at stephenpalmer.com.au and I'll, I'll also mention artistsunion.com.au cool you thank can you. follow that project yes, we'll people are interested thank you so much for um, taking the time to speak with us today thanks so much thanks bye, bye. see you later bye we respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, and the elders of the lands that this podcast reaches you on today. We extend that respect to all First Nations people listening today and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. How Are You Today has been generously supported by the City of Melbourne's Quick Response Grants. Follow us at ProPrac Podcast on Instagram or email us at ProPracPod at gmail.com. If you haven't already, please subscribe on whatever you listen to podcasts on. Please stay in touch. We'd love to hear what you're up to as well.